Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Illegal Ham to the Face. I am that fat guy, and always to my left is Big Bri Bri. Howdy. All right, so today we're going to start off talking about what we're drinking right now, because I picked a wonderful whiskey just for you, <laughs> because it's named after the Michigan Stadium. It's called the Big House. Wow, really? Yeah, and it's a uh, Kentucky whiskey. Little uh, little oak in there. Oh, it tastes so good, are so you, sweet. Are you starting to turn a little bit? Is that what you're telling me? Maybe. Hell no. <laughs> Hell no. I'm just saying, I mean, but, losing uh, all the big games isn't as bad uh, as you think. What do you got over there, big fella? What are you drinking? I just have a little bit of Southern Comfort. I think we all know that. And mixing it with a little Pepsi. Oh, nice. Yeah, nice. You are a simple man, aren't you? Absolutely. You 100% are. 100% simple man. <laughs> All right, so to start off today's show, now we know what we're getting into. Um, we want to give a shout out to uh, our boys at the CC for helping mm-hmm. us get this thing set up and spread the word for us. We also want to give a shout out to our family mm-hmm. uh, for supporting us, for giving us the time to do this, for letting us have fun and do what we like to do, which is talk sports and talk food. Sure. Um, also, all my family, even the ones in Kentucky. Georgia, North Carolina, that listen. Okay. Okay, I have to get cool. the extended ones out. Absolutely. Um, also need to shout out uh, Curb Appeal Landscaping over on the west side of Lima with Papa V. If awesome. anybody listens on the west side of Ohio, give Papa V a call at Curb Appeal Landscaping. Does phenomenal work. He has been listening to us over in Lima and says he loves the show and he wants us to keep it up. So, on that note, shout-outs are done and over with, I believe, unless mm-hmm. you got somebody you want to hit up special. Family and friends. Family Love and y'all. Friends. Thanks for supporting us. Okay, so we also want to uh, give a nice little shout-out to the uh, couple guys that got us this program and this uh, setup. You know who you are. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you. All right, so one of my friends <laughs> down in Kentucky – Gave us a wonderful topic to talk about. And I'm kind of curious how you're going to do this. Now, okay, before we get there, what do you think about... Oh, uh, I forgot about our trivia question. I got a trivia oh, question for you. Crap, I'm sorry, Bri. No, no. Oh, man, I forgot the this trivia one, question. As a lot of them are Browns-related, this one's NFL-related. Doesn't necessarily have to do with the Browns. And we've had a lot of discussions in the past on... Some Ohio State players that you think are great, you know, I think are good. And so we all know what Michael Thomas did last year. Setting a record, 149 catches, um, just out of control, catching almost everything in sight. So he had 149, new NFL record. My question to you is who had the second most catches in the NFL last year? Oh. All right. Okay. It might be a curveball. It might be straightforward. It might be easier than you think. So think about it. Take I'll, I'll a little gotta, time. I'm going to think about that pretty hard. And come back. Because uh... you like to do this to me. <laughs> because you know we're more of a college fan than an NFL fan. Yeah. And you are like a stack guru. So right. I think you're trying to stack the deck on me. Right. But I got a couple if guesses. If you know fantasy football, it'd be a little easier. Yeah. Than, uh... I got a couple guesses. Okay. That's all right. All right. All right. So back to my buddy in Kentucky. Sent us this wonderful thing that I think we're going to have fun with. Okay. Uh, he wants our bowl predictions uh-huh. for all three sports teams here in Cleveland. Okay. okay. Now, because of the pandemic, 
we're going to do the Indians and the Cavaliers for next year. Okay, so 2021 Indians and Cavs. All right. Because of what's going on right now. So. But this year, football is going to play. Right. What we're understanding. A couple months away. So football will be this year, and we will give our 2021 predicts for the Indians and the Cavs. Okay. Okay. All right. So let's start off. Let's go with Browns because we're right here. Sure. My bold prediction for the Browns this year, I believe we're going to go 12 and 4. You really? You hold on, hold on. Okay. Bowl predicts. 12 and 4, <laughs> and I think we're going to go to the Super Bowl this year. <laughs> That's a bold predict, right? That's as bold as it gets. Why not? Although, I guess you could say we win the Super Bowl, but you stop a little short. I, I got to stop a little bit short. A little short of that. A little short of that. Okay, all right. I can't say win the Super Bowl. Based but... on our performance against the Niners last year, is that what you're stopping? Just maybe a little short little of A little short, a little short, a little short. <laughs> Although, we don't have Antonio Callaway this year, so no mm. more uh, pick sixes when we're on the five-yard line. Ooh, cheers to that. <laughs> so, you okay, 12-4 and four and going to the Super Bowl. Wow. Um I will go maybe not not quite as bold as you, um, but I still maintain I have a ton of confidence in this offense. And looking at what the Minnesota Vikings did last year in this offense and what Kevin Stefanski can do for us, my bold prediction is I think the Browns will finish the year with a top five offense. Wow. Now, I mean, that might yeah. not seem very bold. That's a weak bowl. No. That is a no. weak bowl. No. You look at last year. How terrible was the offense last year? I get that, but the offensive line was top, when, when was the last time the Browns had a top five offense in the NFL? Was it 1964? Hey, Let's just go that right. way. <laughs> I mean, so maybe the 80s. Probably wasn't the okay, 90s. I, it I, hasn't I, been. So it hasn't happened in 30 years. I mean, I mean, you're saying that's not bold? No, I I get you, but I was expecting like something a little bit more like yeah. like you know, like win the Super Bowl. Yeah, like, uh, yeah. I was okay. expect, I was expecting something yeah. else out of you. You're no, just like, right. oh, I want to be in the top five. No, top five offense in the league. <laughs> I think certainly they have the talent to do it. And so you mix in. I think probably in future episodes we'll get into how the Vikings offense translates to what the Browns have. And just the difference Stefanski made to that offense. And I think, you know, top 10 for sure. I think that's my expectation is top 10. But I think they can finish the top five. There's a lot of good offenses out there. You look at the other ones they compare to, and certainly this pandemic is going to hurt them. Otherwise, maybe I'd go top three. Well, it looks like I'm the only one that has balls on this show to put the Browns <laughs> in the Super Bowl. But it's okay. It's okay. Easy to say. Easy to Something. say, close your eyes, Super Bowl, whatever. Hey, I say it every draft. I want to be right. <laughs> I want to be right. I know. Okay. I know. All right, so let's see. Here. <laughs> what do you want to do next, Cavs or Indians? Uh, let's do Indians. Let's do Indians. I'm going to let you do that first prediction of the okay. Indians. Okay. So next year, not this, not right. this 46 well, game or whatever they're trying to do this year. My, predict, my bold prediction kind of includes this year and possibly next year. Okay. So, because, you know, I still, I'm hopeful for this year. I'm hopeful they can play some games. And even if it's a 50-game season, I don't know. Here's where I'm not sure about. I don't know how the awards will go afterwards. Because my bold prediction is one of the Indians pitchers will win the Cy Young this year or next year. 
Okay. So I don't know if they'll so, give out awards this year. So you're talking Clevenger, I'm, Carrasco. Clevenger, Carrasco, Bieber. One of them. Eh, maybe you don't think it's very bold either because we have three shots at it. But well, no, it's one bold pitcher. Because, one pitcher in the American I mean, League will win it. I get it because of Kluber. I mean, I get it. I mean, well, I Klu- Kluber's uh, gone now. So I like it. I like so, that pick. It's time. These guys are just entering their prime now. Right. I think, you know, Carrasco is kind of a wild card because we don't know where he stands with his health. But for my understanding, for what he's he wants to play. God uh, bless he, him. God bless him. I, I, I pray that he's able to and he, he's able to regain his form before, you know, he started going through all this. And he certainly be a blessing to the Indians and they can use him. So hopefully, whether it's Carrasco, Bieber. Or uh, Clevenger. I mean, one of them is going to win between this year or next <coughs> Excuse year. Excuse me. Sorry. I don't know. I don't know if they're giving out awards this year. It seems kind of silly. Oh, no, I know. For I know. 50 games. How many starts does a starter going to get? Seven, eight, nine, something like that. Yeah, you can give you an award to a guy. I think. He, he I think this year, two months. Yeah, I think this year is going to be different when it comes to the awards. I think what they're going to do is just play for the World Series. And then kind of just be done with it. You know what I mean? Like, Right. I don't think. Get it in. Yeah. I mean, we'll probably get into it later if you would put an asterisk by a championship this year. Yeah. I, when you're from well, Cleveland, you take your championships because they don't happen very often. Yeah. It doesn't matter I, if we play you. two games. If we play one game and we win a championship. I'll celebrate it that much. I bet you will. <laughs> I'm still celebrating from four years ago. <laughs> and we all are. Hey, damn and right. That's why it doesn't hurt as bad right yeah, that's now. That's why the Southern Comfort tastes a little better. <laughs> tastes a little sweeter. <laughs> all right. So my bold predict for the Indians for, we'll even say this year, next year. I think because of where the world is at right now, especially with this pandemic, okay, my bold prediction is Francisco Lindor re-signs with the Cleveland Indians for nine years, and he is going to be the face of our franchise here from here on out. What, I, do, you, what do you think about that? I wanted to go that direction. I just, I can't. I know. I know it's hard. That's bold. That's bold. I know it's hard. What would you say, in all reality, What what percentage would you give chances of them signing him. I'd say 20%. Okay, yeah, I okay. I understand that Maybe 20, you're more optimistic well, than I, I am. I don't think it's I don't think it's the optimism. I think it's the fact that the way this pandemic is, nobody knows exactly what's for sure anymore. Mm-hmm. Okay, like they can't even come up with a deal with baseball right now. So nobody understands it. What I think this kind of helps the Indians because with the pandemic, you don't know what kind of money is going to be floating around next year. You don't know what the base is going to be next year. So what the Indians are offering him, he might go, well, I don't know what else is going to be out there. I might as well just sign and stay with the team that I know, the city that I've been in since I've been a rookie. Like, you won't have to change anything. It's still good money. It's not Mike Trout money. But who knows if we're going to ever get that again. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm optimistic like you are, and I think maybe somehow in a weird way this pandemic does kind of help the Indians to sign him. Maybe he says, now's not a good time to uproot my life and yeah. take it to another city and uh, try to 
get myself going with another franchise. And so maybe just says it's it's just easier to stay where I'm at, to stay in a system that I know with guys that I'm comfortable with. And that's what we're all hoping for. Yeah. But of course, you know, right now they can't get together on a deal. Who knows if we'll have baseball this year? It sounds like we probably will because maybe the commissioner will enforce a rule saying, okay, 50 games, you have to go out there and play. To be honest with me, I wouldn't mind losing this whole year. I, just I, wouldn't, mind, I wouldn't mind losing next year. What? If if you can get a salary cap in baseball. Oh, yeah. I'll give it up. I'll give get up you. a year and a half of baseball because – the fact that they don't have a salary cap is absolutely absurd to me. That's the way baseball is, though. That's yeah, the way baseball's but, always been. But professional sports are supposed to be level playing field. And in baseball, you have four, maybe five teams that have a competitive advantage over everyone else. And baseball is going to point to the fact that, well, you look at the last 10, 20 um World Series winners, and they come from all different markets. I don't care about that. Who competes year in and year out? It's the Dodgers, it's the Yankees, it's the Red Sox, it's the Cubs, and it's the Cardinals. And so, as a Cleveland fan, I'm kind of sick of it. So, if me sacrificing a couple years means that, you know, we can get a salary cap, all for it. I mean, because I know I'll enjoy baseball. Maybe a little bit more when in my 40s, 50s, and going on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it would just be so hard because the players are trying to get whatever they can get paid. All right. And, yeah. And I get it, it. It, it, it comes to an argument between owners and players. And, you know, the owners get so. It's just, I understand. I would love a salary cap in baseball. That way we can actually keep some of our good players right. and make it even. But guess what? If you sit here and look at it, though, the one year that. Yankees had like the highest payroll. They didn't even make the playoffs. I understand. And, you know, you but that's still, an anomaly. I think that's not be, an exception to the rule. Yeah. No. 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 I get it. it it's just, man, uh, salary cap would be so great because then we could keep whoever the hell we want. Right. Right. You know, or or maybe go into something like football does with a franchise tag. Yeah. You know, if well, you can't franchise tag them because as a as a minor leaguer, you're keeping them for like twelve years as it is. I, so like, right? You I know, we're sitting there waiting. We got Lindor, what, eighteen years old or seventeen or whatever the heck it was when we got him. him for a while. And we got it. We did get him up here to, for like six years. I mean, you got to then as he's up here, he's playing on a you know, I don't know what his contract is now, but at one point in time, he was paying two hundred thousand dollars for one hundred sixty two games. Think... Like, and you're sitting there going, how? How yeah. is that even right? You're the best player on the team, and you're getting two hundred thousand. Eh, yeah, but yeah. that's sports. I mean, you have to prove yourself for your rookie deal, and you're getting underpaid for the first four or five years if you're really good, and then after that, you make a crap ton of money. Well, and then also with the players union, players union what they want to gouge everything. Okay, yeah. so they want top dollar, no matter what it is, so they can. Lindor can look at the Indians offer and be like, I want to take the you know, the Indians offer. Let's say it's twenty million less than everybody else's. I'm almost for sure the union will come in and be like, No, 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 I know. no, but that's that's what drives me crazy and I still <coughs> to this day hold a grudge against the players union because I believe the Indians would have been able to keep a lot of their talent from the nineties if it weren't for the players union. You know, you have guys like Jim Tomey. Two million dollars. Victor Martinez Ugh. came out and said, 
absolutely unequivocally, I want to stay in Cleveland. Well, he wasn't. They weren't going to pay him what his market value was. Oh. So the union stepped in and they said, "No, you can't take this hometown deal. You have to go and get your value because it helps everyone else after you sign for a higher deal." Yeah, and it just—I know, Bry. That is frustrating. That's why baseball's a dying sport, in my opinion. Well, and I—I love it. I understand understand your opinion. I mean, I still love baseball because. You know, I behind the curtain when my kids were very when they were babies. Mm-hmm. You know, my favorite thing to do was come home from work, okay, grab both of my boys who were infants at the time, turn on STO, and just watch the Indians play. Now, granted, all three boys were asleep in the recliner watching <laughs> it, but it was it, it's something that I will always remember. You know, as growing up as a father. Yeah. And as a kid, like having my dad take me to ball games and stuff like that, you remember that all, you know. Absolutely. And it's not even just the Indians, though. It was the Clippers. I went to Clippers games. Mm -hmm. I went to a Pirates game. I went to a Tigers game. I hate the Tigers. And I went to a Tigers game just to see Big Poppy play because Boston was playing up there. All right. (laughs) That's what, you know, that's what baseball's hoping for. And that's what they're clinging to is that you have these. Great memories that surround the game of baseball. I still remember going to the 97 World Series with my dad. And we wore knee-high socks because Jim Tomei did. Oh, yeah. And uh, we still have pictures of that. I still have great memories of that. Do you do the Jim Tomei batting stance, too? You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah? No. So, growing up, my favorite player and... I don't even always admit this because if you ask me who my favorite Indian player was growing up was um, Mark Witten. And so, but really it was Albert Bell. I loved Albert Bell. He was, he was man. He, I tried to do everything. My batting stance was like him. I think a lot <laughs> of other kids did the same thing. And so, you know, he kind of throw the bat down a couple times and then he put it up and you're just ready to hit, hit dingers. It jacks. And so when he went to was it, uh, Chicago, oh, yeah. broke my heart. And so, you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm still recovering from that. And, you know, he was my guy. Maybe he still is to this day, but I, I can't admit it. See, no, I did. Since I was left-handed, I did the Toby swing. I pointed the bat at the pitcher. Grabbed a little something extra, said, bring it, big boy, and prayed that a fastball was coming. Uh, <laughs> I had to throw it in there. I had to. You were like Serrano. Oh, yeah. Just, Serrano. just, just hit the fastball. Just Don't worry the... about the curveball. <laughs> Hats for bats. <laughs> All right. So now we're going to get off the Indians for a little bit. We still got the Cavs, right? Absolutely. So let's see here. Our bold predicts for the Cavs. Okay. And my bold predict for the Cavs for next season is – one of the starting five is going to be an all-star again. I'm going to say Kevin Love. Okay. 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 Also, because we're not trading him. Mm-hmm. There's no way we could trade him. He's he's a, he's a Cavalier until he retires. I don't think anybody would take him. I mean, they're not going to they're, they're take get him proper him. value for him unless you also, have a playoff team that's very desperate. Also, I believe that with J.B. Bickerstaff, Mm-hmm. And what I seen of how the team responded to him instead of Beeline, I had to throw Beeline in there because he's a Michigan man. We'll get the Beeline. Okay, but I have a feeling that the Cavs could get the sixth seed in the play. Sixth seed. 
next year. So what? So which is your bold prediction? Six seed or All Star? I'm doing a double. All Star and double. playoffs. Okay. All right. Well, once again, you're a little more bold than I am because I, my bold prediction. Twenty games. <laughs> <laughs> my bold prediction is they won't move from Cleveland. No. My, <laughs> My bold prediction is it kind of it comes with some stipulations, comes with a caveat. My bold prediction is they will make the playoffs. You call playoffs? Playoffs. Make the playoffs if one if if they don't draft Lamelo Ball this year. <laughs> <laughs> because in my opinion, Lamelo Ball is the Johnny Football of basketball. He's too immature. His ego is too big to change. So I, it drives me crazy when I hear Cavs reporters saying, that, well, they really like this guy. Well, they might take him in the top three. Oh, I'll pull my hair out if they do that. We don't need him. We don't want him. Please, Cleveland, please, Colby Altman, do not take him. There's plenty of other guys. You got Wiseman. You got Anthony Edwards from Georgia. There's plenty of other guys you can take. So if they don't take Lamella Ball, they're making the playoffs. Okay. The, the only reason I'm laughing is I'm looking at Bryce's face as he's saying that, and he's getting a little redder every time he says it. It's a nightmare. It's a sports nightmare for me. I was um, right on Manziel, and so I believe I will be right on yeah, this one. Well, guess what? You thought you were right on Baker because he was six no, feet tall. He, I, I, I haven't been wrong on Baker. Oh, I support God. Baker. So, just go back to that a little. If he goes to a place like Golden State where there's structure, then he can succeed. There's no structure. There's not much structure. There's not much leadership in Cleveland right now. You don't have that alpha male. You don't have that LeBron that's a leader that says, follow me. This is how you do it. And so he needs to go to a place where guys like Steph or Clay can get a hold of him and say, this is, you need to shape up. And so in Cleveland, we don't have that. We have a team of a bunch of young guys. And honestly, I think there's a lot of talent on the Cavs. And so if you could add one more piece like the guys I mentioned other than Ball, I think, why not? And to go from, let's be honest, they're the worst team in the NBA this year. Yeah. I don't count Golden State as the worst team because half their team and their all-stars are hurt, and they're going to luck into a top three pick, right. which drives me crazy. But the fact that we can get another piece, we have the guard play, as long as they develop, we still have, you know, we have love. Maybe Tristan, probably Drummond for one more year. Hopefully we can get another guy in here. And, you know, what's it take? Uh, what about Booby? Booby? <laughs> no, it, it, all it takes in the East to get into the playoffs, you could be four or five games under 500 and still make it in. And so, A, it might not seem bold, but to go from basically the worst team in the league to a playoff spot, to me, that's pretty bold. I like it. I like it. All right. I'm so, sorry. So I have to apologize to everybody. My wife went to West Virginia when we were recording the other episodes, and she came back with a cat. Okay? <laughs> and if you hear him meowing in the background, his name is Chunk. Okay? So we've had... I'm on brand. We've, we've had now Charlie, 
interrupt. We've had Betty, Princess, interrupt. And now we have Chunk interrupt. Mm -hmm. This is why we are raw and uncut. Because I want people to know what actual life is. Because guess what? We got to deal with this stuff, right? Absolutely. All right. So, after the bold predicts, we I came across something that I got really excited about. And it was CBS Sports came out with a franchise five. Okay. What is that? And you got to pick a coach, a quarterback, and three other players. Okay. Okay. One, one, so, five. So okay, right. what they had for the Browns franchise five yeah. was Paul Brown, of course. Right. Paul Brown, easy choice. Okay. As a coach. Jim Brown. Yeah. Of course. Right. Hall of Famer. Uh, Joe Thomas. Of course. Future Hall of Famer. Future Hall of Famer. Uh, Otto Graham. Mm-hmm. Of course. Right. And Lou Groza. Yeah. Okay. Right. We can't argue with that. No, no that's... That, that, that's what it is. That's five. So, yeah, that's easy. What I want to do to you, to mess with you right now, <laughs> is okay. I'm going to do our franchise five from the expansion Browns. Since 99. Since 99, I want your franchise five. You have to have one quarterback... Hold on. Okay. One quarterback, one coach. Okay. So Joe Thomas. Coach. Joe Thomas is part of this era. Oh. So Joe Thomas is out. We're both going to pick Joe Thomas. Okay. So after that, I need two more picks from you. So quarterback, coach, and, and two, two wild cards. Two wild cards. Two wild cards. Doesn't matter. Defense, special teams, whatever have you. Two wild cards. Okay. All right. From 2000 until 2020. From 99. From 99. I'm sorry, 99. So 20 years. 20 years. 20 years of misery. So I want to know what you <laughs> are going to pick as a head coach for your franchise five from 2000 to 2020. All right. Is there a stipulation that they have to be around for more than... Nope. No stipulation. <laughs> Who you believe was the best coach. Can I go with an interim coach? Can I go uh, Greg Williams? <laughs> I didn't even think of no, Greg Williams. No, I'm not. I, I'll, I'll, I'll you, go you could, If you wanted to, you could probably make that argument. Weren't they over? Isn't his record over five hundred? Yeah, of course. So, all right. What's your coach, man? It's hard. It's been it's been sheer misery the last probably ten years. The first ten years since they've been back in '99 was a little bit better, and so that's probably where I'll go. I like Romeo. I think Chug got a raw deal, only being here one year. I like Petten, but. He was, you know, he ran into the Manziel grenade that went off in his face and completely ruined his two years here. So, in my opinion, I'll go with the one coach that took us to the playoffs. That would be Mr. Butch Davis. Oh, all right. You're going with Butchie. Butch. All right. Well, let's see here. We've had some really strong candidates the past 20 years. <laughs> Don't laugh at that. I'm being I'm serious. Look at this face. I'm serious I'm right now. I'm right? sorry. Uh, <laughs> My so, bad. You know something? You brought up the one that I picked, and I'm going to go with – I know Bush Davis took us to the playoffs, but mm -hmm. I'm going to go with Mike Pettin. Mm -hmm. The only reason why is because I really do think he got a raw deal with Johnny Football, and I think if Brian – Hoyer was a quarterback throughout the rest of that year and not looking over his shoulder, I think the Browns could have made the playoffs that year. I really do. Okay. So I, I'm going to go with Mike Pettin. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now we're going to flip it back now. So I'm going to pick okay. our quarterback. Okay. Right. So we're going to go our one quarterback. Okay. That we, and uh, for me, you personally, Ted Couch. 
Yeah. The only reason why is because I think if Tim Couch was anywhere else but Cleveland, he would be great. I think him being drafted to Cleveland ruined him. You're cutting deep here. I got to cut deep because guess deep. what? Yeah, what the NFL mean? screwed us. The NFL screwed us. I know, know the why? NFL screwed us. You know us. why the NFL, the NFL because, screwed us? Because, because of the Jaguars and the Panthers. Right. I get that. I get that. But they should have thought of that when they drafted him because they should have known that offensive line was going to be hot garbage. Yeah. And they shouldn't have got a pocket passer because guess who else was in that draft? Uh, well, tell me here. Achilles Smith, that's who you wanted to Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Donovan McNabb? There it is. Oh, you wanted, okay, guy that can, he can get move. out of the pocket. Well, he certainly so, showed he's a Hall of Famer. But, you know, I just, you know, I think Tim Couch, if he had an offensive line, I mean, my, I just, I, I really do believe it. I, I think, and I know who you're going to pick because you're <laughs> I don't think you Johnny know. Johnny Manziel, he's no, going to I, I don't think you know. So, but I, I really do think that Tim Couch, if he would have had a little bit of an extra time with us, with yeah. an actual good offense. Think, hold on, think of Tim Couch playing behind Joe Thomas. <laughs> I mean, just think about it, though. Joe Thomas in his now prime. Now you're starting to turn the knife. Joe Thomas in his prime with Tim Couch as his back, or as his quarterback. Yeah, I don't think I want to think of that. Yeah, I bet not. <laughs> All right, so for me... You know, I could go stick with the same line of thinking that I did for a coach and just say, well, you know, who gave us a winning record? Who was the only quarterback to ever make it to a Pro Bowl since we've been back and go with Derek Anderson? But I don't think I'm going to do that. What? No. Oh, I thought you would go DA. No, like you would he, I'm, I'm sticking with my heart maybe a little bit. And kind of along the same lines as Chudzinski. I think this guy got a raw deal in Cleveland. He wouldn't have been great, but where's the bar at for quarterbacks in Cleveland? I know who you're going to say. Now you know. Don't you say it. Hey, it's Brian Hoyer, man. Oh. It's Brian Hoyer. He got a raw deal. When we drafted Manziel, we thought, well, we have this journeyman quarterback already. Let's get a quarterback for the future. And so if we... If somehow Manziel went in like the top ten or something, and we didn't have to deal with that, and we just yeah, why did the Cowboys take him? Oh, I thought they were going to. I know they took a guy named Zach Martin. He's Pro Bowl future Hall of Famer. <laughs> so I mean, clearly they should have won Manziel. Um, but yeah, Brian Hoyer, he had us at seven and four. I was down in Cincinnati for that Thursday night game where they beat the Bengals. Went to seven and four, first place in the conference or first place in the division, and you know we were on our way. And then you know he had one or two tough games, guys maybe coming out supporting Manziel, and they felt like they had to make the change. Not to mention your GM texting the sidelines, hey, oh. hey, put in the new guy, and Petten Petten goes in with uh, Hoyer, and they're probably here for five, six years. But because they had to throw Manziel in there, they had to rush him, even though he wasn't ready. They didn't want to. Everyone knew it. Kyle Shanahan knew it. Patton knew it. But management wanted to throw him in there. And so that kind of completely derailed the whole season. And we finished, what, 7-9, and nine, yeah, something like that. Yeah. I don't think we won a game the no. rest of the year. And so you give no. Hoyer a couple years. He's not great, but he's as good as we've had. Okay. 
Well, it's your turn to flip it back to me. You okay. got our wild cards coming up, so give me a wild card. Okay, so we got our coaches. We got Joe Thomas. We got our quarterbacks. We have our quarterbacks, so there's two spots left. Uh, for me, probably another easy wild card, just because he was the heart and soul of the team, and he was heart and soul of this area for a while. And he didn't play a whole lot. He didn't have. He wasn't on the field a ton, but Josh Cribbs and what he did in the return game, you know, even though the limited time he touched the ball, he was must-see TV. You had to flip it on. You had to see, well, did he take one back today? I still remember that one against Pittsburgh where it bounced a couple times. He took it at like the five, did a couple of spin moves, ran around, and then down the sidelines, and you knew he was gone. And so... I love Josh Cribbs. Thank God they paid him his money. And, you know, just a classic great guy for the area. And, you know, something, I picked Josh Cribbs too. Yeah. So, I mean, we're, we're on the same page with Josh Cribbs. Yeah. Um, going back to the quarterback, though, I thought when Brian Hoyer came out of your mouth, <laughs> I thought you were going to say Brady Quinn. And that's why I was laughing so hard. Inside joke, because we we have a friend that is a Notre Dame fan and yeah. loves Brady Quinn and both Ohio State and me personally as an Ohio State fan, and definitely Brian as a Michigan fan, hate Notre Dame. <laughs> hate him. But he loved Brady Quinn. Big Brian loved Brady Quinn. Oh, I was on board. Yeah. I mean, they got Thomas at three, and they traded up yeah. to 22, got Brady Quinn. I thought we were set. Yep. Everybody did. Look what happened. Now he's a pretty boy with box sports. <laughs> yep. Okay, so we both agree on Josh Cribbs. Yep. Okay, we're going to bring him back. So my last wild card, mm-hmm. okay, I'm going to bring you back to Gabe. And they said the Browns lost. <laughs> and then the booth had to review it. Oh, okay. Because it hit the upright, it rolled over and in. The stanchion. Yeah. It hit the stanchion. Phil Dawson. Wow. Okay. He can't, He was clutch. You're, you're I, a horrible. I didn't even think of him. But Phil Dawson, every time you would go out there, guess what? Made, made, made. <sighs> Best kicker we've ever had, besides Lou Groza. Okay. I can't Lou Groza. Okay. Right, right. But Phil Dawson's right there. All right. Let's let's be honest, people. Phil freaking Dawson. You won't get much of a. Uh, kickback for me, but I just find it funny that I pick a kicker. Well, it shows <laughs> it shows the state of the Browns franchise that you have two special teamers in your five greatest of the last twenty years. Oh, I know who you're going to pick already. Can I say who you're going yeah, to pick? Yeah, all right, go for it. I don't I, think you know. Yeah, I, you don't know. I have a feeling. I have a little inkling. Is he a Michigan player? Nope. Wow, okay, never mind. That's not Brandon Edwards. <laughs> it's Drabilled Peppers. <laughs> Stud. Oh. No, it's not Jabril Peppers. But looking at the franchise five, you got a coach and you got four offensive players. Your whole list was offensive, couple special teamers. You got a defensive you guy? You got to get a defensive guy in there. Ooh. And this is where he's at now. Mixed with where his potential is. And his potential is he could be the best defensive player the Browns franchise has ever seen. It's Miles Garrett. To me. Uh, I mean, you throw out last year and what happened. I think hopefully we're all past that. You know, even though we love that it happened to Pittsburgh, we're glad the guy is still 
conscious and didn't have any long-term effects Allegedly. that we know of. <laughs> that we know of. But it, it was fun to see. It wasn't fun to see him hit him, but it was fun to see that whole game leading up to that point. The Browns were back to being the bully against Pittsburgh. When was the last time that it hasn't happened in the last twenty years? I don't remember it in my lifetime. I think in the eighties they probably were, maybe the nineties a little bit. But the Browns are back to being the bullies, and because of Miles Garrett and the intensity and the ferocity that he brings, sign me up for the next. Give him a mega deal. Give him ten years, whatever. I think you know if he can get past all this and everything, he's not a bad dude, but he's a bad dude on the field. Yes, he is, and I. I can't argue with you there. I can't argue with you there. <laughs> so now with some certain sports back, all right? Mm-hmm. So we are going to get into our top three right now, okay? All right. Golf is back. Yep. Both you and I golf, all right? Yep. <clears throat> Behind the scenes, we work together, and it's about golf. Okay, let's just put it that way. Mm-hmm. All right, so I want you to give me – your top three mm-hmm. foursome. Okay. Now here's the rules. Okay. Mm-hmm. You get one sports figure, one entertainer, which could be a musician or actor, and one wild card. Okay. Okay. Also, one female. One of them has to be female. One of them has to be a female. So it's me, three other people. One has to be one a female. One has to be female. Okay. Can okay. you do that? I got it. You got it? I, yeah. Well, yeah. Do you want to go first? Or you want me to go first? I'll go first. All right. Let's do it. I'll start it off. And let's go sports. I'll. Yep. That's right where I was heading. I was heading to sports, and I was thinking. You know, at first I thought Charles Barkley would be a lot of fun to play with, <laughs> <laughs> because I play basketball. We are shaped the same. Whoa. We have shaped the same now. Okay. Not when he was playing. Okay. okay. No. There we go. No. So my game was a lot like his game because, you know, I'm 6'2", six, 6'3", six, in the morning. And so I was usually playing <laughs> against guys who were bigger than me. So I looked up to him. I looked up to his game because he wasn't the biggest guy there. And so thought, all right, yeah, he'd be a lot of fun to play with. By the way, did you see... Uh, were you watching the match? Where, I did. I did. Where Justin <laughs> Thomas called Charles Barkley a fat ass. Yes. <laughs> what is he doing? Hey, hey, I, the one I remember the most is when he was giving Tom Brady so much shit about his golf game, and all of a sudden Brady holds it and goes, "What now, Chuck? Shut your mouth, Chuck." <laughs> <laughs> Scoreboard. But yeah, Barkley could break Justin Thomas in half at 55 years old or whatever he is, right? So I didn't understand that. So, yeah, he would probably be, you know, right up there with the rest of them as my sports guy. But then I started thinking deeper into it. This is golf. We're playing golf. I want a golfer. But what golfer do I want? I need somebody to maybe give me some tips, you know, also have fun with. I thought of... Maybe it'd be fun to have Natalie Gilbus. Really? My, that's not my answer. Oh. Let me get to why she's not my answer. Because I remember hearing, I think it was on Jimmy Hamlin's golf show, that she was a Steelers fan. 
Oh, uh, So, a quick Google search would show Natalie Golvis Steelers. It's even worse than that. Oh, really? She wasn't a Steelers fan. Maybe she was. I don't know. She dated that chubby quarterback from Pittsburgh. Basic? Fat Ben. No. She dated Fat Ben, and I said, that's a good way to get you to the bottom of the list. There you go, down to the bottom. Huh? You're out. All right, so now I need another female golfer. Okay. Who's the hottest female golfer right now? And I had to double check her name because I didn't know how to pronounce it. Her name is Paige Spiranak. What? All right. And if you want, do yourself right. a favor and Google her. I love my wife, and I'll pass back to you. Yep. All right. We're going to leave it at that note because <laughs> I already know where he's going with that one. So, sports guys. Okay. So, I'm like Bri. You know, we watch sports all the time. You're trying to think of who you're going to have fun with and just have a great time. All mm-hmm. right. So I base this off of a uh, <clears throat> uh, a baseball game I saw. Okay. Okay. One of our wonderful Indians pitchers was upset the way his outing was going and decided to throw the baseball 600 feet into center field. I'm going to go with Trevor Bauer because if he gets pissed off at that, I can only imagine what his club throw is going to be. <laughs> you Can you even think of that club throw is just going to helicopter. You can hear it now all the way across the green. I, I, I think it would be fun. Plus, we can talk drones eh, yeah, too soon. Okay, okay. <laughs> but I think it would be fun to play with Trevor Bauer. Okay. Okay, so... I'm going to switch it. I'm going to go now. You go first. Yep. All right. We got. So we're going to go entertainer. All right. Mm-hmm. And because I'm a fat guy and I like to take my shirt off. Oh, I know where you're going. I want Burt Kreischer to golf with me because <laughs> I think we can have so much fun together. Yeah. Two grizzly bears out there just playing golf and drinking heavily. <laughs> all right. So I got Trevor Bauer and Burt Kreischer. All right. Who's okay. your entertainer? Well, I'll go entertainer as well since. Since you said it, and I was upset. I didn't know you'd think about him. He's mine, too. I mean, when my round goes to crap around All you got here is the machine. or hole 12, I got some free entertainment right next to me in the cart. And, by the way, you're probably shotgun and beers on the 13th. Yeah. <laughs> and so, I mean, I can't have somebody. I thought of, like, all right, who are some other cool entertainers? I thought, well... Maybe actors. I don't have a whole lot of common with them. The Rock is pretty cool. He's just going to start talking fitness and make me feeling bad about myself. And so, you know, yeah, give me a chubby guy. Yeah. When I go up to the the stand at the turn, order a hot dog and three beers, he said, give me what he's having, plus add a couple of shots. <laughs> oh, I can't believe we're on the same page on that. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to get to my wild card. Okay. okay. Now. My wild card is going to blow your mind. Okay, okay. I'm ready for You're it. Ready? You still need a woman. I still need a woman. Yep. And guess what? She's coming on this one. Okay. okay. <clears throat> we are going to get, and I've always had a thing for, Reba McIntyre. Oh, that Reba. That turned my head right before you said Reba! It. I can't believe you. I can't help it. Reba. I can't. Legend. Help. She's, hey. Legend. My dad and I used to watch your TV show together. You still watch it. I still watch it. because I watch it. reruns. I, it, Reba. I don't know what it is about Reba. I can't help it. 
That is my four. So I got Reba, Britt Kreischer, and Trevor Bauer. <laughs> Look at that foursome. I didn't see that one coming. My goodness. I should have because, once again, we're kind of on the same page. You said, okay, go to country music. And my thought initially was, all right, need sports, I need music, and I need entertainment. Any so blog. No, no, I already have I already have my woman. So, you know, country music along with sports is a passion of mine. I love it. So I thought, all right, what country music guy can I get? You're not gonna know. No, don't give me that. So I thought, who's gonna be fun? Who can I talk to? Who can be down to earth with me and we can be on level playing field? And I thought of things we might have in common, even though I don't have a whole lot in common with people. That are making millions of dollars and playing in front of thousands of fans. Okay, So, the one guy I thought of, nobody was really sticking out, and then all of a sudden popped in my head. Give me the fourth of Brad Paisley. Nice! Browns fan. We can talk Brown sports. Country road! No, <laughs> he's from West Virginia. Take yeah. me home! Um, and married to an actress, so I'm sure he's got a lot of funny stories in the Hollywood scene. Also, I want a couple Peyton Manning stories. And so, he'd be my fourth. I hope we can make this happen. That'd be a lot of fun. So, let's roll this in now into trivia that I gave you earlier. Yes. And we have, my question to you was, Michael Thomas set an NFL record, 149 receptions. How close was the number two guy? Who was the number two guy? Can I ask? Yeah. One question. Yep. Was he a tight end? I can't answer that. You can answer that? I can't answer that. No, he was not a tight end. He was not a tight end. No, he was not a tight end. Are you sure? Positive. Well, I'm screwed. All right. Well, I'm going to go. Uh, Who are you going to say? I was going to say Travis Kelsey. Nope. Let's see. Travis or Kelsey George had Kittle. 97. George Kittle. George Kittle. Where's Kittle? Kittle. Here, Kittle. Kittle. 85 receptions. 85. It, Thomas had how many? 90, oh, uh, 149. 149. So the number what two the, guy right. had 116. 116. 116 right. receptions. I'm going to go DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins. Oh. Although he was up there, he oh. had 104. So he wasn't too far behind. I think he was maybe third, fourth, fifth. Something like that. So, your thought of going to a tight end, because I might throw you a curveball, was correct. You just went to the wrong position. But not a tight end, not a receiver, a running back. Oh, McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey. How could I forget McCaffrey? Uh, well, uh, well, damned if you do, damned if you don't. I screwed that one up. I should have thought of him right out of the gate. But anyways, we're here at the end of our show. We also uh, we want to thank uh, our military mm-hmm. for everything they do for us. We want to thank our first responders for doing everything during this pandemic because you guys are amazing. You really are. Like my uh, my friend in Georgia, we call him Dickhead. Shout out. <laughs> we call him Dickhead. He okay. understands. Uh, he is a nurse down in Georgia, mm-hmm. and he's worked through this whole pandemic. All right. His wife is a physical therapist. He's got three kids. And he's worked through this whole pandemic. God bless. Got my other friend who's worked through this. He's a mechanic. 
we we worked through this pandemic because mm-hmm. we were deemed essential, which mm-hmm. still blows my fucking mind. <laughs> but anyways, we want to thank all you guys. We really do. And uh, you know, if you guys want to hit us up, we have an email. Uh, it is uh, illegal ham to the face at gmail.com. Okay, if you guys got any suggestions for us, anything. Uh, also, my Twitter account is I am that fat guy at uh, I am that fat guy one. Okay, so all you guys search is I am that fat guy, and you'll see me come <laughs> up. All right, and then uh, soon we will have a Facebook page, and also hopefully later down the road we'll have a YouTube channel, and we'll do what we want Look to out. with this, but. You know, right now we're having fun. We're loving every bit of it. And, uh, Bri, is there anything you want to say before we sign off? Just thank you for listening. All are the best. All right. Give me a God bless, Bri. God bless you. All right. We are uncorked, unloaded, and we are out. Thank you so much, Cleveland. Love you. You're off.